folks have fun. All right, thanks. We can do that. So I'm glad I heard the whole. Ah. Sarah, can you hear us? Uh, yes, I can now. Do you have a, is it recording? Yes. The cloud? Yes. Okay. Awesome, thank you. So Sarah, are you ready? Um, yeah, I can be. Well, tell me, just call, you know, say something when you're there. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Uh, are you ready for roll call? No, not quite. I was just taking attendance to you there. Um, well, before we get started, just a bit of housekeeping. Um, number one, this is a hybrid venue. I, uh, we have both um, Zoom capabilities and in-person. Without me being biased, I like the in-person part, so that's good that you're all here. Um, with the Zoom, if you are participating via Zoom, please use your mute unless um, you're speaking. And if and when you choose or would like to speak, please raise your hand. There is a raise your hand function on the Zoom screen. If that isn't working or we're not seeing it, um, raise your hand and somebody will find you and we'll get you, uh, we'll get to hear you. Um, this proceedings, these proceedings were advertised in the pilot. They were published on the website. In addition to that, the property, when applicable, which tonight it is, property was posted and the neighbors, neighboring adjoining property owners were notified. Um, lastly, I'd appreciate it if everybody would silence their cell phones. And I'd say with that, oh, and those that will be addressing the commission, we'd appreciate it if you use the lectern. And with that, I think I'm done. So now, Sarah, if you would please call the roll. Okay. Uh, Steve Warnke. Yes. Brian Kelly. Yes. Andrew Benjamin. Here. Linda Miller. Thank yes. You. Bill, Bill Norris. Here. Greg Yeager. Here. Jim DeFrancia. Here. Ren Martin. Here. And Paul Weiss. Okay. For the record, thank you, sir. We had a quorum. Uh, let the record also reflect that Christy Windsor and Ellen Bullich are here. Um, moving forward, I'd like to officially call to order the Route County Planning Commission meeting about August 18th, 2022. Um, Public comment. Anyone who wishes to address the commission on anything that is not on the agenda this evening, now would be the time to do so. I'm not seeing anyone, so we're going to move right on forward. Approval of minutes of July 21st, 2022. Commissioners, are there any changes, deletions, additions that you're finding? Hearing none, Chair, I'll attend a motion to approve the minutes of July 21st. And how we approve the minutes of July 21st? Exactly. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jim. All those in favor of the minutes is presented. Please signify by saying yes. Yes. Opposed yes. saying no. Motion is carried. Next item on the agenda is Alpine aggregates. 
Typically, we like to hear from the petitioner initially. So I'm guessing someone out there is willing to step forward to the lectern and talk to us about what you're proposing. Uh, my name is Ed MacArthur uh, with Alpine Aggregates, uh, manager uh, of the LLC. Uh, we're here tonight to update our permit. We had this permit 10 years ago. And, uh, we really don't have much to present to uh, the staff. I don't think we have any issues to discuss or as far as what, uh, what we're in disagreement with on staff. I think we're all aligned on that. I think I'm here to answer questions. The only comment that I would make is since the packet came out, uh, I got a call from one of my neighbors yesterday. One of the proposals in here is to eliminate the well testing that was has been done the last 10 years with no change in wells out there. Um, Sue Thompson has asked me if I would continue to do that. It's a peace of mind for her and I agreed to do that. I reached out to colleagues who are neighbors right next to her who we also test. And so we will have agreements with them to go ahead and continue the testing on those wells. Um, at such times they feel they don't need it. Um, we will do it such that um, Betsy Wilbanks, who's here today, she does all of our testing to our, uh, our company. She will be doing the testing on as far as uh, water is going to ACC be tested. But we will continue to have um, Aztec drilling do pump tests on those two particular wells to make sure that well I would ask that we not change what's going into or what was written into this. Um, I will have those written agreements for the commissioners if they so desire to see. Um, but my goal would be not to have a, another neighbor pop in at some point in time and say we can start testing their wells. Totally don't think it's necessary, uh, but these have been good neighbors, so we'll continue to Just a point of clarification. So you're really testing for water level, or are you pumping them down for flow or both? Flow and uh, if there's any changes in the water in terms of the makeup of the water. Oh, okay. Testing flow. Very good. Um, I would concur in terms of you making comments and recognizing that this is really the renewal in effect of an existing special use and this will change the condition. I'm, I'm expecting a long dissertation from you, Mr. McCarthy, but does anybody have any questions for him at this point? Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll be back to you if we have questions. Okay. Andy, you wanna fill in the blanks for us? That's uh, Alan. <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. Oh, hey, it's been a long day. I'm like, I can't copy. After seven years, you should be used to it, right? Yeah. Seven. So we are here today to uh, review the application for the renewal of Alpine Aggregate Special Use Permit, and they have requested some amendments to some of the conditions of renewal. Since this is a special use permit, Planning Commission is going to be making the recommendations to Board County Commissioners, who will have the final decision. And again, the goal is to review the permitted operation and the proposed amendments to the mine planning and conditions of renewal. And staff's recommendation is to approve 
improve with the suggested conditions. So the site consists of 147 acres. Um, the gravel pit is located on a 105-acre parcel, and then there's a 42-acre buffer parcel that's between uh, the pit and Highway 131. It is accessed directly off of 131, and there are berms located on the northwest and southwest boundaries of the pit. Uh, they have mined phases 1 and 1A. 1A is 14 and a half acres and serves as their processing and stockpile area. And uh, phase one is 6.9 acres. It has been mined and it's in the process of reclamation and has allowed to partially fill with water. Currently, they are mining in phase two, which is in the right here in the northeast, uh, northeast corner of the site. And that phase is three acres. So the site was originally approved for a special use permit in 2005 by Lafarge, but that permit was never acted upon and that rule expired. The current permit was approved in 2010, and highway improvements started in August 2012, with mining commencing shortly thereafter. It was amended in 2013 to allow daily operations to begin at 8 a.m. The original approval uh, restricted the opening of the pit to 10 a.m. and that was the change from 10 a.m. to 8 a.m. was based on fog data that had been collected by the applicant in the several years that it had been operating. And we have not received any complaints about this, about this operation. So we're, I'm gonna just jump into the, the amendments and most of them address traffic and start time conditions and all of these were originally put on this permit due to fog and visibility concerns on Highway 131. Uh, and the, the applicant has asked, requested that all of those conditions be removed and that the start time be changed to 7.30. And when I was researching the past approvals, the only reason that I was able to find for these restriction, restrictions were based on fog and visibility concerns and then potential conflicts with the busing of kids in the area. Uh, Steamboat Springs School District did provide a letter stating that they were okay with the time change and Colorado State Police uh, concurred with that time change. Um, so as part of their submittal, they did provide all clearing times over the, the past couple years, and those are detailed in the staff packet. Uh, Colorado State Police was contacted in regards to the requested amendments, and they reported that over the past seven years for this stretch of Highway 121-24 crashes had occurred, and only one of those uh, accidents involved a vehicle over 10,000 pounds. Of those 24 crashes, only one injury was reported, and the information that they provided is not detailed enough to be able to say whether that injury was related to that 
to that large, large vehicle. Uh, Colorado State Police did state that this is a fairly safe stretch of road, but they did want the fog conditions to remain. And so the the conditions that address fog are was amended to say that they only have to perform so on so currently every morning the the mine supervisor has to go out to the highway and there is a two foot by two foot orange sign 771 feet to the north of the entrance and 771 feet to the south of the entrance and when he conducts that test if he cannot see those orange markers then the pit cannot open and he's required to do that every morning. And so that condition was amended to state that that only has to be done on foggy mornings. One of the other conditions requires uh, the applicant to provide on a quarterly basis to the planning department a list of customers that they notify when the, when the pit is closed. Uh, though, so the list is still required to be maintained, but the suggested change in the condition would not require them to uh, submit it to the, to the county quarterly, but would be available on request. Uh, there were a couple of water conditions that were requested to be amended, and uh, the one that Mr. MacArthur referenced earlier required uh, pumping and well data tests to be done on wells within 2,500 feet of the, of the permit boundary. But the specific language of that condition said prior to any excavations. It wasn't specific enough to say that those water tests had to continue on an annual basis. And since the, the language addressed it pre-development Conditions and that condition had been satisfied, the staff <coughs> was in agreement to, to remove it. Uh, the other water condition concerned groundwater monitoring, and that condition so there's four groundwater monitoring wells, and that condition stated that an independent third party contractor would have to take the, the water levels on, that, on those wells. And so for the past three or so years in addition to that independent third party uh, consultant, uh, an employee of Alpine Advocates has been going out and making taking those measurements and staff compared the, the two sets of data and they were they weren't they didn't match exactly but they were taken a couple of days apart year or different times of the day uh, so there were the changes were well within the uh, reasonableness of those changes dependent on again time of day and um, where the operation was at that time uh, the other the last condition that was requested to be amended was the condition that requires the use of conveyors and so the map on the left-hand side is the, are the spaces that were not required to use conveyors. And the map on the right-hand side is what the applicant would like to be excluded from having to use conveyors. And their reasoning for this was that the conveyors 
in those areas would cross the Yampa River bypass, which is a which is a drainage that runs through the middle of the pit, middle of the pit. And those conveyors would have to cross the bypass twice, which increases the chance of material falling into the bypass. So Alan, just to be clear, um, on page 18 of what I'm looking at, which is, I think is the exact same thing. No, not quite. My page 18 has got X's. So that's the existing conditions. Yes. And what I'm trying to figure out, there appears to be kind of a wandering line that goes through five and six. Is that the bypass that you're referring to? So this is the bypass, right? Show me again. It's a, he's tracing it along the screen. It's this blue line right here. You see my cursor? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So this is, this is the bypass right here. Do that again, keep doing that. <clears throat> Yeah, yes. Huh? There's a star at the end of it. There, yeah. So this is this is one of the monitoring wells. Yep. Groundwater monitoring yep. wells. Yep. And then yeah, then it just it meanders through the site. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> so again, the the map on the right are the ones that the applicant would like to be excluded from the requirement to use conveyors. So material from those phases would be uh, would be trucks. And so then the other condition changes included updating general conditions to reflect current wording, a reporting of uh, weed weeds and control measures that were taken. Uh, there was the addition of a of a condition that addresses the water supply plan that had been approved by the Division of Water Resources and any associated, associated changes to the plan at the end of mining. Uh, and then this, this site falls within the watershed protection area for the city of Steamboat Springs, so a watershed protection permit is required. And staff has reviewed all the wording of those conditions with the applicant, and they have agreed to what is in the, in the staff packet. No issues have been identified unless the planning commission does not agree with staff's analysis or findings. And again, it is staff's recommendation to approve with conditions as presented in the staff report. And we did receive a letter from one of Neighbors Sue Thompson, she uh, submitted it last night. And basically it says, I spoke to Ed MacArthur and we were going to keep with the water testing once a year. And there's some, there's some other stuff, but it's basically it not relevant. But we already discussed that. That's what that's what Mr. MacArthur presented. <clears throat> Thank you, Alan. Uh, questions for staff? Clarification? Yes. Alan, you mentioned that the mine is not able to operate if there's fog. If memory serves, the mine, the mining operations can operate. They just can't transport. Is that clear? Is that um, the understanding? Uh, Isn't that how it was? Yeah. yeah. Or is, you, can't, you can't run trucks, right? Can't they, they can operate. 
the crushing yeah. and hauling internally. Uh, yeah, that's correct. Go, Bill. Uh, just to piggyback on Rick's statement, so this the same situation happened on Saturday. No hauling, just working in a bit. Uh, no, it's opposite. There's going to be no mining, no crushing, no processing. It's just loading and hauling on Saturday. And then my question is, um, you kind of. Uh, gave a great reason why and how um, the fog is determined. And, uh, but from what I see is uh, being asked is condition 37 is to be completely removed, not to be modified. So that, that was their request, but after speaking with uh, state patrol and uh, requesting that those conditions remain, uh, I worked with them to come up with language that was acceptable. Okay, and so then the acceptable part then would be that you're going to be still notifying people through emails and phone calls then and that, okay, okay. But then to pick up on, is 37 in, in the special conditions or is it out? It's in, so it is in. I want to just clarify, there was no changes to condition 37. They asked for it to be removed, and since state patrol wanted them to continue to do those fog tests, it remained in 37 just lays out what the procedure for doing that test is, and so there was no need to have made any So, Alan, if I understand, it's the modification of 36 where it now says on foggy mornings. So right. they're not out there on a blue sky day with no fog conducting exactly. their tests. Right. It's only on foggy mornings. Right. So, just I happen, I mean, I noticed, I think then on condition 20, which outlines the hours of operation, 20D is reflects subject to fog restrictions in specific conditions 47 through 51 those were the old condition numbers so those will have to go to 36 through 39 i think uh yes yes good yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then i have just that one other question i noticed under approved uses it appears that the, there's been an addition of importation of used asphalt and concrete. Is that a new that they want to be approved to do that, but they're not doing that yet? Uh, no, they, they are doing it. So they're so if you look at number 21 in the staff packet, that that addressed the importation of, of those materials and okay. I did consult with CDPAG, who, um, who has the solid waste disposal regulations, and they stated that this is a typical uh, aspect of a gravel pit and that no certificate of designation is required. So it is something that they were already doing, and just added that to make it clear. To that clarify, but they're not making concrete or asphalt. No, okay. no, not at all. They just, so if somebody tears up a 
road or a parking lot that is brought in, the rebar is removed, it's crushed, and then resold as a product. It's actually recycled. Yeah. Yeah. It's a form of recycling. Right. No, it is recycled. Yeah. Um, I think it's at the risk of being nitpicky, you might want to actually add that word. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying importation of used asphalt and concrete, I would have added the words for recycling purposes. Well, isn't condition 21 taken out? Yeah, it's crossed out. It's, I mean, it's commonplace in practice these days. Oh, I understand. So are you suggesting that we just share, share screen? So are you suggesting to add 19 importation and recycling of used asphalt and concrete? Uh, I just added for recycling purposes at the end of it. Whatever. It gets us to the same place. Sure. You want to do it. sure. I mean, I'm a, my expectation is that's what's being done. I have a question for the petitioner's engineer. Perhaps, or maybe it's perhaps Mr. MacArthur. And this is just for my own amazement and information. Is there a ratio? Well, I'll back up. Clearly, it's indicated that you have purchased um, wetlands outside of the site from what I call a wetlands bank. Is there a ratio between the disturbed wetlands versus what you're buying? In other words, because I'm I've seen some where you know for every acre that you disturb you're obligated to purchase an acre and a half or an acre and three quarters or two acres or whatever. I'm just curious. Uh, or do you know? No, there, there is a ratio, but I don't remember what it was. We purchased those uh, back in 1112. Okay. I don't recall what the exact ratio was, but yeah, there's a ratio. Okay. I feel like it was like a one and a half. That's what it was. Like two, I don't remember it being a two. I wasn't too, but it, it was a one two something. Yeah, uh, one and a half is common. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just curious. And that's okay. out at Finger Rock. Where's it at? Finger Rock, Welland Preserve, correct? One point five. Yeah. Yeah, out at Finger Rock, South Valley. Oh, okay. Um, and then the second part, or second question I have is more of a confirmation. I, you're obligated to bond with this with the state of Colorado. That's right for reclamation purposes. How do they go about um, determining the amount of the bond? They have a rather lengthy process of determining how much material has to be moved. They have a way of figuring out how many dozers, how many trucks. Okay. And they put a big thing on it and they hand it a number and that's in case of this, it's about 400. It's not a case of it's a standard number for all acres and don't worry about it type thing. No, it's not. That isn't based on Okay, good. Um, any other questions for either the petitioner or staff? I'm sorry. Oh, for Mr. MacArthur. Do you see a time in the future where maybe concrete or asphalt could become? Part of your operation out there? Is there anything on the horizon that might facilitate 
that location being a good source? You know, I, I would say there's always that opportunity, but um, if, if you look at the full package before we have to restrict that property, <coughs> not allowed for us. Was that part of the original agreement? It was, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't remember that. But, yeah. Okay. The barge had originally asked for it. It was granted that. It was a very contentious part of all the neighbors and everybody in Catamount. Yep. Uh, for our particular operation, that wasn't something that was really necessary for us. So that's why we took it out. One last question. Do you have a wash pad thing? No, I don't think so. Okay. It is part of our permit. I saw that, we but I didn't think you had one. No. Um, reason 90% what we do is why we want to have it. It creates a lot of havoc. Now you have wash ponds, flumes, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yep. Easier without unless we have to have it. Questions? Uh, at this point in time, I'd like it open up to the public for comment. I need help if there's anyone on Zoom. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I'm guessing perfect. Seeing and hearing no comment from the public, then I close the public comment section. Um, my sense is, Alan, we may need a bit of help. Public conditions there. Um, yeah. <laughs> You follow where I'm going with this? I mean, we've got we've got original we got original conditions, and then I'm I'm sensing, not sensing, I'm seeing that I I would suggest just saying, yeah, conditions one through fifty-seven to be renumbered accordingly. Yeah, something like that. I would. How about as written and amended? That yeah, yeah, because uh, Sarah has a suggestion. Yes, Sarah. Just use the numbering that's there when you're making it and I'll fix it. Don't try to renumber. And anything that's crossed out, I will delete in the next version that comes out. Therein lies the purpose of my question, Sarah. You Thank got it. You. <laughs> so the only thing is, mine says 55. I believe. No, no, no sorry. I must have not copied the base. All right. See, that'll teach you. <laughs> yeah. They're great, but I miss it sometimes. Um, Human error. Okay, one more time. Any questions of staff or the petition on activity PL 2022 0043? I'd just like to say that. I was, I was on this decision originally. I was alone to center on it uh, over safety concerns. And I think the applicant has proven over the last 12 years of operation, 10 years of operation, that that's not really a relevant concern. And they've done nothing but professional and done an exemplary job. Um. Appreciate that comment. That's yeah, good to hear. Yeah. yeah. The other important thing, too, about gravel pits, you know, this, this oh, yeah. is a strategic location. And this is really, and I shouldn't say we because we don't own it, but it's 
service for the for the benefit of the community. Yeah, so you're not driving the same trucks in town, right? Because you just don't want to do that. However, <laughs> Brian, you are familiar with the concept that pretty much have to mind where the gravel is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Or you can move it, and that really creates a problem. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> and don't get turned away with this problem. <laughs> I, I thank you, and we appreciate the fact that the gravel is there. So, yeah. Mr. Chairman, I would move approval of uh, of uh, activity PL 2022-0043 uh, to include conditions <laughs> 157 as an and I'm sure you meant to say recommend. Recommend. We're recommending. And then there was the change to 19D to add recycling uses. Yes. And then the change to 20D to change it from to condition 36 to 39. Correct. That was in the as amended. Okay. All right. Just wanted to be clear for the record. And who seconded it? Right. Thank you. Um, so we have a motion and a second to recommend to the Board of County Commissioners Activity PL. Why am I reading this over again? 2022-0043. Any discussions on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. Chair votes yes. Petition is recommended. And you'll be before the Board of County Commissioners on September 6th. Thank you. Thank you. I know we've listening to the master plan, so is that next? That's, that's next. next. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Staff is very sensitive to your time and efforts and trust. Thank you. Thank you. So the next item on the agenda is the consideration of the adoption of the master plan. Um, I think it probably has value that Christy brings us totally current on what's been adjusted, shall we say, since the last meeting. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> You're here tonight. Recommend adoption of the Route County Master Plan. As you know, um, this document is a compilation of input we have received since 2020. Um, but we will highlight the process uh, from when we brought our consultants on. So um, there's that. And we also, we have kept you informed of all the comments to date, but we want to explain how we have incorporated the comments through the public comment period, uh, which we did during the joint meeting, but also we did receive uh, public comment at the joint meeting our last meeting. And then, our, of course, our goal is to adopt the final draft plan and then go over next steps. So you have seen snake many of times <laughs> and I'm proud to announce we are at the end now uh, for approval and adoption we start this process officially when we brought on our consultants a year ago um, so it's pretty impressive all the work that we have done over the past year and a lot of um, beginnings of the snake around the curve there uh, we incorporated numerous community events we met with all our municipalities. We had several public surveys. 
Uh, we have met with stakeholders, including all of our school districts, nonprofits. <clears throat> and during that time, we were checking in with our technical advisory committee for our experts in the community and provided uh, some recommendations for you all. And then all of this input essentially um, became the scaffolding to build this plan, right? And you all, as the decision makers, um, made decisions, policy decisions, really, that ended up in the draft plan. So um, we will highlight the circle um, area off to the right there, which is the public comment period. So we asked you all, Planning Commission and the Board of County Commissioners, along with TAC, to provide us comments before we put this plan out uh, for public consumption. So we did that um, in early July. And then we officially put this out for public comment for a two week public comment period. Uh, we received numerous comments, uh, mostly all positive course, and we were able to incorporate almost all of those comments into the document that um, that we're looking to adopt tonight. And then we incorporated further public comments from you all from the joint meeting from August 4th. We then also uh, received some public comment at that meeting, and we'll go over what those comments look like and summarize them for you uh, to present for you tonight. So this graphic really addresses um, several comments we've received from uh, numerous like contingency. Um, <laughs> we heard from different groups about the need to really emphasize their issues, whatever it may be, whether it was you know historic type comments or sustainability. You know, people that felt strongly about one area. And so a lot of the comments that were received is that their issues really needed to be addressed or emphasized in multiple chapters. But here's the challenge. You all wanted a concise document, right? And, and as you know, you know, we were trying to not be redundant throughout the document. And you all know that you know, in every land use decision, you are already considering all of these elements in every land use decision. So the project team and the executive management team, you know, recommended that um, we we put all those comments into their appropriate chapters. It's easier to follow. It's easier to find the information. And if you remember in the uh, implementation matrix, we created links. So if you're really interested in wildlife and you were trying to cross-reference where you can find policies or action items or information on wildlife, you could click on that link on the PDF version and it will take you to a section of, of that plan. So it was pretty strategic of why we decided to do it that way. Um, so basically we wanted to make sure that you all know and the public knows that we look at all these issues when making decisions. And then um, from the last public meeting, um, Bendel got up and felt very strongly um, as he has presented to you numerous times about public spaces and recreation. Um, so we 
he included many comments up until this point, and most of them were really great. We forwarded them all, almost all his comments. Um, this was one where he felt strongly and he really advocated for um, the need for more uh, an additional policy or action item related to public spaces and recreation. And he did a good job explaining them actually what he meant outside of his written comments. So this is how we addressed it. We um, created a new policy for point 10. Uh, the comment actually was the need for spaces for recreation and public spaces adjacent to the tier one and tier two future growth areas. So we created a policy that says support the creation of public spaces for recreation adjacent to tier one and tier two future growth areas to limit traffic impacts to rural route county and wildlife and to reduce human wildlife conflict. So then the action items that we um, included to support that policy or really implement that policy would be action 410A, coordinate with tier one municipalities to identify appropriate adjacent areas for future public spaces for recreation, along with 410B, as tier two future growth areas develop, identify appropriate adjacent areas for public spaces and recreational amenities. Um, I have shared this information um, with Ben uh, before this meeting, and uh, he's not here tonight, um, so he can address it. So, um, so with that, um, we are here to recommend adoption of the final draft. And just want to say that you know, while there's always an opportunity to make public comment, uh, this is a public hearing. You know, staff feels that we have included and incorporated, considered all public comment, and we do have a document that really is an accurate reflection of the community's vision five, 10, 15 years from now. So um, I will put it back over to you, Steve, and answer any questions that you all have. So to remind the commissioners, um, this actually would be, from an adoption standpoint, this would be it. This However, yes. the Board of County Commissioners will be afforded the opportunity, I guess, to support via ratification. Am I yes. using that? So term? this is scheduled on August 30th with Board of County Commissioners, where they um, will ratify the plan. So basically, they're supporting adoption of the plan. And you all heard from them loud and clear at the last meeting on the 4th that um, they were they were satisfied with the, the document. Um, they had no issues. Um, so we fully expect support to adopt the plan. Okay, and then I would add, oh, what's that? Huh. Yeah. So I would add- This um, just highlights you know, the, the schedule moving forward. So uh, ratification on August 30th with the Board of County Commissioners. And then we are going to start working on the final plan for outreach uh, for this document. So we uh, intend to go back to all the municipalities and present the draft plan, uh, the, draft plan the adopted plan with them all. Um, and then we want to meet some of the HOAs and basically circle back with all of the sure. um, the folks that help create this plan. And then we are looking to update the regulations. 
So how that works actually, actually right now I'm working on a grant, another grant with Cadola. Um, it needs to be submitted by the end of the month. And what that looks like, if awarded, um, we would um, receive, what we're looking to do is tier one grant. And we are looking for a $100,000 from DOLA with a $100,000 match from the county. We're expecting this project could be, um, have a max cost of $200,000 to update our regulations. We would bring on, that money would help fund a consultant to um, project manage and to really tie in all the other efforts that are currently going on. Um, and uh, we, we expect that to be a nine month to a, another year uh, from now of that project. And while we don't expect a full overhaul of all of our regulations, there is a lot of work to do. Um, one of the priorities right now is to really um, create a more robust chapter for renewable energy and um, and that there's a lot of interest right now uh, we're getting a lot of questions from uh, large utilities and um, community solar projects as an example and our regulations really are nowhere near uh, ready to accept an application of that kind of scale and to process it uh, so that would be one of the priorities on our list that we are in-house already currently working on, but we would want a consultant to check it all and, and make sure that, you know, we're considering best practices and things like that. Um, so we can really implement this master plan. So is it, uh, when that does phase kind of start, is there going to be just a lot of uh, extra meetings where we're going to have a lot of approvals or are we just going to have one big bulk kind of approval after the No, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that too. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think it's called spoon feeding. Yeah, we probably will, um, well, an example would be we're going to start bringing in folks now, um, actually September, we have somebody scheduled that is going to be, uh, what date is that? Uh, in September 15th, and it's the executive director of the Colorado Solar and Storage Association, which is the uh, industry group that represents solar developers. And he's just going to come in and kind of give y'all a solar 101 on things to things to look out for. Yeah. So we'll we'll try to coordinate um, things like that um, now just to get us all started to think about you know some of the needs and what we need to be thinking about as we're making some of these land use decisions um, and then we'll have the consultants uh, throughout the year will come up with a schedule and we'll probably go section by section or chapter by chapter um, and those of you that have been part of the process when we've done housekeeping or reg updates it'll be a similar process so there are um, statutory requirements. Um, so we typically have a work session or two if we need to on, on items. Um, some could be, you know, people are going to be really interested in, right? So um, we can expect to have work sessions where we'll all talk and, you know, work things out, but then there'll be public comment to consider um, the community's input in some of these regulation changes. And um, 
and but the soul would probably be slated to be first because of what we expect we could potentially see early starting early next year right we've been contacted twice solar farms cooperative oh i'm sure yeah and, and all our neighbors and, and it's pretty so, yeah have you been contacted as a landowner or something or something and our neighbors, yeah, other people I know that have property of size, yeah, that have good solar exposure. Involvement contact. Well, so just to let you know, Tri State has issued a RFP, and Excel was planning on issuing it. It keeps getting pushed back. The word on the street now is November. Um, and those are for it's a statewide RFP, not specific to Brown County or Northwest Colorado, but they're looking to. Basically, backfill the the available um, capacity that's going to be on the transmission. Um, when Hayden Station and current power plant get retired, so we that's why we're getting all the calls. <laughs> so I'm sure we've been approached with twenty five hundred three thousand acre sites operations. And to put that into perspective, that would be the largest sites in Colorado, potentially could be in Brown County. But as Alan said, you know, and we have met with Excel just to get a full understanding of the process and what we could expect. Um, it is a statewide RFP, so it doesn't mean the project will be awarded here, but they are absolutely looking here. Are there transmission, you know, is there a reason that Brown County is getting the focus due to existing infrastructure, or do you believe Craig's also getting the same focus? I think Craig's getting the same focus also. They're, I think they're actually going through the process with a couple of solar facilities. And the way I understand it is that they are handling it where it rezones to industrial, which would then just make it a, they use that right. Transmission line and the solar farms are up. There's one of them um, 50 miles northwest of Craig with a substation, a solar substation, all part of the Gateway South project. And running out to just south of Vernal, there's another one out by Bonanza already. They're doing the Palo Alto thing, which is in Moffitt County. Yeah. And then we're not that far from that transmission line. Yeah, we're just not geographically. Um, <clears throat> any other questions for staff? Because this is a public process, I'd like to open it up for public comment before we move on to the next item or this item. But I'm guessing I'm not seeing anybody here, and I'm relying on somebody else to tell me about. No, having said that, I'll close the public comment portion of this. Um, I think before we just move forward, I'd like to at least recognize the amount of effort and time and hard work that the planning department staff put into this master plan. I think they did an outstanding in the yeoman's job, and particularly considering the fact that we went through, I guess, what, 20 or 24 months of COVID nonsense or what have you. 
So again, my compliments to you. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I'd add to that, and Chris, I've been involved in one way or another with about three different master plans in different jurisdictions. It's been extraordinary how well you've managed this whole process and the efficiency with which it was undertaken, management of consultant staff very professionally. And as the chairman pointed out, all that in the middle of COVID. So really well done. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's definitely a lot of lessons learned, <laughs> um, but ultimately, I think. You know, we're very proud of the project team and what we were able to accomplish under the circumstances with all of your help also. So um, we really appreciate that. And I think that we are in a really good position and have um, really great guidance through the implementation matrix to update our regulations and do that efficiently. And, and really, you know, going into finding a consultant and what to look for and you know, all the rest, I think we're really, um, uh, we're well equipped to do that, so. I think like the, at that last planning conference in Aspen and Snowmax, the avant-garde of master plans and comprehensive plans was something, say, far more artistic or, um, more cerebral, you know, they were encouraging making up words to help sell the plan. And I think this goes so far the opposite of that. And I love it because of that. It is incredibly functional. It's clean. Um, the linkage is fantastic. I mean, it is, it is so not what they were celebrating, which part of going to those is celebrating the different and the new approaches. But this is, I think, just a really, a juggernaut of a, a document. I believe the original document was award-winning, yeah. and I hope you get recognized for this. Yeah, and, and to that point, I think that we're all really proud that this document is, you know, it still holds true to the original foundation of our master plan, and, you know, that is something I think people feel very strongly about, and, you know, it's what we heard from the community. So um, going into this, I think most, most of us may have been skeptical about, hey, we just need a small update, you know? Um, but what we did find out is that, you know, the original plan wasn't broken. It's just, we needed to update it. We needed to modernize it. Obviously there were sections that need to be reworked, but the foundation of that original plan um, so that's true. Okay. Well, I think at this point in time, a motion to adopt the master plan in its final form is appropriate. So moved. Second. Oh, we have a motion in a second. Any discussion on the motion? I would think so. I said that. All those in favor of adopting the master plan, <clears throat> as we have, we signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. Chair votes yes. It's adopted. Congratulations. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Move on. Mr. Chairman, can I ask one question, please? Surely. Uh, the zoning and subdivision regulations update. 
to what degree will this body participate in that activity? Oh, extensively. Yeah. We have to prove more. That's going to be a lot. Yeah. I mean, so typically we'll try to do joint meetings for efficiency when necessary. Um, but how that will work is you all will be making recommendations to the board of county commissioners. Okay. Um, should they go hand in hand? Um, but I'm uh, looking at probably right now we're thinking nine months up to a year um, of, of what that looks like. So we're pretty certain that we would be awarded this grant um, to help fund it uh, because typically what happens is communities will adopt their master plan. Oh. I've seen this. And then, you know, it gets put to the back burner and they don't update their regulations. Right. And then they're out of sync and right. it happens all the time. Um, so DOLA really wants communities to follow through and update your regulations. So, um, so this is something that's looked at as positive. Um, and so, <laughs> When we find that out come November, um, we'll start working on an RFP put together a panel to um, start interviewing consultants. We have a few in mind that, um, you know, who we would like to respond to the RFP, but we'll see. But uh, a lot of, um, I would say the big names or the ones that you would typically expect or want to see, um, everybody's backlogged. So there's that mm -hmm. to consider. Um, but we'll make those decisions and hopefully we can hit the ground running start January. And uh, yes. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, just finish your thought before. Finished. Um, what is the public outreach process and or advertising of letting the public know of this process? It'd be very similar to what we, I mean, there's going to be a big outreach because, I mean, this isn't just, um, you know, some housekeeping updates. I mean, there are some action items and policy decisions that you know um, that we just adopted in our master plan. But a lot of the action items are the items that we're going to be using to really check those items off the list. Um, and to do that, we're going to need input from the public to do that. So um, you know, advertising, all the same channels, advertising, social media, all of that. There'll be. Um, uh, I'm going to be putting together a communications plan as part of this that you will all see, and we'll just make sure that everybody is informed that these were robust outreach. And that's going to be part of what we're looking for with the corporate consultants. Is. That's going to be really important. We're going to want somebody that probably has really strong um, uh, policy um, background. Uh, or an attorney, something along those lines, but also, um, you know, that coupled with outreach because that's a good thing. Right. So it's the meetings at the club. Yeah. Glen Eden, I mean, the local meetings. I do. I could not understand who seconded the motion. I couldn't read it. I still can't. Only one person can talk, and I or I can't. Red did it. Red did it. Red, thank you. <laughs> Who did it? 
Christy, what about the subarea plans like the West End Steamboat and stuff like that? Are you guys take, undertaking that? Is the city undertaking that? So that, that's a good question. So um, the county has committed to jointly update the Steamboat Springs area community plan. We That decision was made a year and a half ago. Um, but the city is leading it. We are contributing. Um, but it's not a 50 50. They will, um, not even close, um, but <laughs> they will lead the project, but we will be part of um, part of the team uh, of the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan because West Steamboat is in the county, and you know, so we are impacted by that. Um, I was on the phone with Rebecca probably two weeks ago, um, and we were just figuring out timelines and workloads. And, so uh, she will not get to it. City planning will not get to it by the end of this year. So uh, we both have put it into our budgets uh, next year for the funding for the update of that plan. So we can expect that to begin uh, probably mid next year, I would expect. Many other sub-area plans with stagecoaches Yeah, well, um, so through the master plan uh, adoption, we have this, uh, the future land use map that we included in the master plan for stagecoach. Um, it's tweaked slightly um, from this stagecoach community plan, uh, like very slightly, um, but what we'll do is um, for next year's budget, um, I will put money in there to um, evaluate, update our sub-area plans. Our service area is, is fine. That was recently just um, tweaked, actually. Um, stagecoach is relatively new. There may need to be some tweaks uh, along with the elk, upper elk uh, sub-area plans. So that will come after next year. Uh, you're you're doing administrative. Uh, yes, like unless they're additional. Well, either way, yeah. We it all kind of rolls together. Um, let's see, Alan, you have. Uh, it's just land delay and stagecoach on September first. Okay. So that would be the next hearing. Um, so we have. Just one, you said, you said land of Yeah. Okay. So we have, um, we can expect that hearing to be interesting. Quick, 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 just summary overview of that project. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they got lost eight, nine, 9A, 9B is Snowmo, and they're proposing close to 40 units, seven fourplexes, and then the four duplexes and the six single family that were approved last last year. So yeah, they bought lot eight from stalls and are incorporating that into what they got approved last year. So what's the date for the September 1st? 30.
And then um, we have some other applications in the pipe that um, is scheduled for the 15th. Um, they're not there yet. Whatever. Okay. Is there a second chapter on? Um... <coughs> you know what I mean, heritage, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, we've got a meeting with Ty as architect next Friday. Okay. Conceptual was approved. No, you missed it. Was not. That I was looking at. I thought it was the, it was the first plan here. But so killed it. So what I, I well, and I thought that was interesting based on some of the comments I was reading. The uh, at the end, the the overall approval, but it was for a conceptual. But then the PCC came around and we'll shut it back down. Well, because after after planning commission and after I submitted my communication form to the board on the Friday before the two day hearing, I found an agreement that Ty signed saying that he would never develop soccer fields. I could have swore that was the original discussion on that project. Like, but so, well, that was that was done in two thousand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, I, I remember. Why that. was that? Why was that so difficult to find? You know, I it's why he did he didn't mention it, and <laughs> I missed it. Well, I don't. Was it on the plat? It was on. So the plat hasn't been recorded. The PUD plan has been recorded. Was it on the PUD? Yeah, like because I thought I remember that being kind of part of the deal. Yeah. But but one of the uh, indicators about this, uh, what led us to this development agreement, were a bunch of the neighbors who were part of that discussion, and so we we had met with Ty numerous times, and it never came up. Even when asked, so then when we did some further digging, it came up. But you know, at this point, we're meeting with them uh, to try to. Figure out, um, you know, a redesign or what can be done. We're talking with the city right now, also on some alternatives about um, history of those all those athletic fields and yep. you know, what the future looks like for them and the need sure. and things like that. So there, there's more work to do, but that's the point of conceptual. I mean, you find out a lot of information, you know, and now the yep. applicant has got their direction of, you know, they heard from you all, but then also the board of county commissioners of, you know, what they need to do. I mean, there are a lot of issues. The land law out in stagecoach, it's funny, but it was a couple of months ago, I got an email from someone at Four Points who was like, hey, we're ready for you to go landscape land law. And I responded back. Hey, remember I, I participated in this specifically saying I can't take, they didn't even know that I was even part of that. But the, you know, they did offer me the job and I could turn it down. Yeah. So I can hopefully continue to participate. You feel like I'm not violating anything. Well, I might come back again. And theoretically, could you not have taken that? You could have taken that work because this is after the fact, is it not? Um, going forward to well, different because no, I thought I, I only remember it getting through conception. Well, I don't remember it's only a sketch. There's, yeah, it's only a sketch. Oh, yeah. And what you're hearing on the first is only going to be sketch as, as well. well. Okay. So then it would be preliminary and then yeah. after that. Disregard. And for but for me, even 
like I think sketch and conceptual is okay to talk about. I may just recuse myself from the final because that takes any question out. Like I don't mind participating early on, but then when it comes to the final thing, then no one can really, then I can't have that woman being saying that I'm being corrupt. Right. Yep. I got it. So okay. Just a lesson we learned, just an observation, but uh, the PV is not looked at as much as the recorded plan. Now, when I've done both, and that's sort of answers your question, and you really need to put those things on the recorded plan. That oh, yeah. About, yeah. And then there's no question about everyone. There's the signature, there's the notary, yeah, there's the recording date. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. I have questions for staff. Otherwise, I think we're done. Thank you very much, everybody. Good job. Good job. Oh, I wanted to hear the hiring. <laughs> the hiring. So you, you got two new hires? Yeah. So it is official. Oh, is it? <laughs> Okay, but you can talk about it. Um, so we hired a planner too. Um, some of you may know who she is. Her name is Sally Ross. Um, she was before you all. Um, she represented TNC um, back in the day. Oh, yeah. So oh, sure. her and her husband, her husband took over for Jeff Blakesley. So he's the property manager out there. Sally is his wife, and she worked for TNC first member. And if you remember that application, I spent a year and a half with her. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she was fantastic. She was a really great leader between um, the adjacent landowner and TNC and the county. Right. Um, that was a really difficult application. Uh, she had then moved on to Team B and she would work for Cattlemen's. And she worked with Cattlemen's uh, for a year. And then most recently, she was working for Oak Creek Fire Department um, and she was creating their um, fire mitigation uh, plans. Yep. And she created this program, which she is still running. But uh, no longer with Oak Creek Fire at this point. And so, um, yeah, she applied, and um, her background is really impressive. I think we could, staff can learn a lot from her from, you know, just a land management um, sure. side. She is really knowledgeable with easements and uh, conservation easements and. Um, all of that good stuff. So um, yeah, she's going to be started. She's local. So she nice. lives here. In <laughs> you know, office. she's going to actually yeah. show up for day she, one. She has a place to live. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, we're really excited to bring her on. So she starts September sixth, right after Labor Day, and then <laughs> dun, 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 we hire Blake Kelly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brian's uh, son. So he um, is going to be our planner tech. Um, and we're excited to bring him on board. So, so he's he's starting on Monday.
Gainfully employed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good so job, yeah. We sealed that deal literally today, and he's starting on Monday, so he can help us and send it before she leaves, so he can be trained. <laughs> Presumably, he's got a place to live. Yeah, he's got a place to live. I think that's yeah. a regrettably he's got a place to live. Yeah, so it all worked out. So we're, we're hopefully in good shape soon. This, this is interesting, though. That place to live is really important. What's that? That place to live. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like it's something that will kill any deal. You know, yeah. where it's one of the questions we ask for an interview is like, have you looked into housing? You know, <laughs> how much cash do you have in the bank? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a serious consideration. Accolated too. Whatever. Hey, that's the other thing. Yeah. Depends on where they're from. It's like, how do you feel about 400 inches plus of snow? Here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you all right driving in snow? So, you know, I don't mean to keep you, but do you hear anything from Carpenter Ranch and Wolf Mountain? 